You are now listening to the Griot's Black Podcast Network, Black Culture Amplified. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to Dear Culture, the podcast for, by, and about the culture. Today on Dear Culture, we're going to talk about none other than what has to be one of the most popular documentaries on, on streaming services right now, BS High, a documentary about the scam god himself, Roy Johnson. My guest today, I'm sure knows all the answers. Corey Wilson, who is one of my partners from the uh, Ill-Informed Homies podcast and a fellow shenanigan enthusiast. Somebody who, whenever there is tomfoolery afoot, I know Corey is never too far behind. So first off, how you doing, bro? Doing great, man. Doing good. You know, trying to get over this LSU loss, but other than that, doing great. LSU was a tough loss this week, but you know, at least you lost to a real team, so that'll that'll help when you beat beat the brakes off everybody else. But the SEC is always difficult. Yes, so got to see the plays out. We'll see how it goes. But speaking of seasons playing out, Bishop Sycamore High, uh, BS High, a high school that doesn't really exist. I think I'm the most honest liar that I know. How can you coach kids? You know it's not a school. Roy would tell people, you're going to be playing in Alabama. He was a sentimental dream. Ohio was embarrassed by this. They called the thing explicitly a scam. And then said they couldn't do a damn thing about it. Uh, This documentary, which is on Max, is about Roy Johnson and a program he built that didn't actually, it's like it existed on paper to some degree, and even that seems kind of shady. He's a man who delusionally decided he wanted to be a football coach and wanted to build football programs and scammed his way through this, but was so good at it, he managed to scam his way onto uh, ESPN against IMG Academy, uh, which is a well-known you know, football powerhouse, sports powerhouse, sports school. Everybody who's into, you know, high school sports and prep school sports is familiar with IMG. And that is the moment that blew the whole thing open. Because once they saw, once people saw the brakes getting beat off his Bishop Sycamore squad on in this game, everybody was wondering how they got there in the first place. And then everybody started to pay attention. And this is something that had his programs had been running since like 2018. Somehow he gets all the way through 2021 before people realize he is a man who's running a a school football program without a school attached to it in a real traditional sense of well any any real sense so let's start at the top Roy Johnson who is the man behind this is he on the Mount Rushmore of scammers oh definitely um I'm trying to think of who else would be on there uh so I don't know who else belongs on there but I know he has to have a spot that's how I feel Sure. And, you know, he, he did come up with that classic name, uh, Loophole Leroy, which I thought was fantastic. <laughs> I like that. That's a great nickname, Loophole Leroy. He may need, like, his own show or podcast called Loophole Leroy. Uh, yeah, he's definitely, like, I think the, the, the magnitude of the scam he pulls off, like, it's got to put him up there. It's got to put him on. Because like, it's not even something people would even normally, like, think possible. You know, like credit card scams and stuff like that. That's right. everyday stuff that everybody's doing creating fake schools and playing games on ESPN. Like, this is a new level of scamming. That's what I enjoyed about the doc. They kept talking about how the reason he didn't break any laws is because nobody thought this was a law that needed to be put on the books. 
Nobody thought you needed to say you cannot create a football team for a high school that doesn't exist and treat it like a high school and schedule game. Like nobody thought this was something you had to legislate. Yeah. And, you know, that was the most surprising part to me is that he was he's able to get away with this because he actually did break any laws. But it's like you you would think there's got to be a law against some of this. There is something <laughs> got to be illegal. Like it's it's illegal. Like it's it's all just wrong. But it right. ain't illegal. But it ain't illegal. But it ain't illegal. That's dumbfounded. The fact that he's able to do this, be a part of this documentary. So, and, and let's let's actually start there. So, I'm amazed that he's willing to do this documentary in the first place. This shows how much of a narcissist he really is, right? Like, they mentioned on this doc that he probably thinks he won by having his story told. He called himself a legend yes. in like the first minute of the doc. He's right. like the legend of Roy Johnson. Time for a quick break. Stay with us. And we're back. Like, what were your first thoughts when you started watching this doc, bro? So, like, early on in it, I was like, why did he participate in it? Like, he clearly has, like, no uh, legal team, no publicist. Like, he's on here admitting to fraud, like, lying to people, not paying people. Like, uh, like there's no reason to ever talk about this on camera. I, like, At all. I, I just, you never know what people can dig up. I would have never spoke on this topic, ever. You couldn't pay me if I was him. But the fact that he did it, I mean, that, like you said, that that's a, a, a new level of narcissism, bro. Like, he's crazy. Clearly has no legal uh, advice going. Yeah, I I couldn't get over the fact that, and they even, they again, they mentioned this. He was like, they, he's going to be the first person, well, the next in a line of people to fall on their sword, like, in a documentary and basically tell all of his, his frauds and everything just because he wants he thinks he's worthy of having his story told to begin with. Right. But strangely enough, he's on there early on talking about, do I look like a con man? Right. And nobody wants to right. answer that question. And nobody <laughs> wants to say yes, but everybody's like, yeah, of course yeah, you do. Nah. You look, but you look crazy, bro. And he's, he like legitimately delusionally is just like, I mean, I need to make sure I look good. Like I look trustworthy. <laughs> right. Yeah. That, that was crazy. Yeah, the fact that he would ever speak on this, I, I would have been uh, no commenting throughout this thing. It was like I wouldn't have had a comment on none of this stuff. Yeah, I um. So th here's a big picture question that I that I had: Is this just proof of how flawed the system is that you can literally, like people, like nobody's paying attention, right? Like you can literally house kids in a hotel. And move them from hotel to hotel once you your once your your free three months is run out of your scamming the hotel out of their thing like lack of food, lack of facilities, lack of it like I don't like how in your mind how was he able to pull this off like because so, there were other adults involved that that helped pull this off there were other coaches like, yeah, I don't know how absolutely. they were getting paid like I don't know how anybody was getting paid during all of this because there didn't seem to be any source of income. My philosophy in business is do what the people who have the money do, even if you don't have the money. Like, how was he able to do this for so long? Like, that's the part that, that, that I couldn't understand. Who was backing this enough to keep this afloat? So, you know, I've talked to people about this, and, and I think, you know, everybody has, like, I guess, different people that they blame the most. Okay. Um, I, I would say I place a lot of the blame here on the kids. Um, Interesting. Okay. Yeah. 
I think the kids are, are, are at fault. I think the parents are, are also. Um, oh, I'm a hundred percent blame the. Actually, the blame Roy. I blame Roy, <laughs> and then I blame the other the other adults in the room, which includes the parents right. and the coaching staff and anybody who was a part of this and was like, "I'm gonna let this go," because of his vision. Like, so some of the parents, you know, I guess had sent their kids off to him. So maybe they don't really have like eyes on the program and they can't really see the day-to-day things. And maybe their kids aren't communicating the uh, situation accurately to them. That I'm going to assume that that's why they did uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, throw in a towel on this. But there was like a lady who was like the quarterback's mom. She was there on site. Like she's uh, working at the game and, and still allowing her son to participate in this. Like you could definitely... So anyone yes, who was like any, any adults that were on site and actually saw this firsthand, they they definitely have a high culpability. Like it, it, that's crazy. Yeah, the two parents, the two the the two team mothers that they had on there, mm-hmm. I couldn't believe they agreed to do this because while they're telling the story of their lack, their inability to understand it, I'm like, yo, you sent your kids into the lion's den. Like you were present enough to be on the field when a kid tears his ACL. ACL. Like, you're there. So you're seeing, you and, and, know that and, and this and is not an there's environment no doctor, to be There's on. no doctor to help him out, you know? <laughs> like, the kid, kid tears his ACL, and there's no doctor to help him out. He's just laying there. You know, there's no trainer on the staff. Like, you see that. You see kids sharing helmets, which is actually, like, illegal. Um, you know, and, and none of this is... I'm at least pulling my kid out of this. Like, I don't know what y'all are doing, but I'm at least going to pull That's my kid out. That's what dumbfounded me. I can understand you looking at other people's kids to some degree and being like, hey, that parent signed off on this. Right. But your son, his, you said your son did not have a certified helmet, a helmet that should be used. He was right. using his high school helmet. Why are you allowing your child to be here? And then why are you on this documentary talking about driving Roy to, to go get a check from Kinko's? Like well, a hot I, I check. Can, I can tell you why she allowed her son to be there, and I can tell you why all the kids are there. And I think the the, the big picture is like we've just like glamorized like being an athlete so much and being a professional athlete so much that people will go to any length to have an opportunity at that goal. Man, you see people are willing to put up with anything, willing yeah. to do anything, come up with money. People who claim they didn't have money uh, will find a way, take out a loan, falsify a loan. To, to have an opportunity to play sports and, and that's just crazy you know that is the one thing that I you know that that's like the sad part of this whole thing those kids stories were ruined right like some of them didn't have another opportunity for them this was the chance that they thought they were going to have right but even the one story they tried to build as a potential happy ending which was the trillion which was the mother with the son right you know um Truly, I can't remember his last name, but the quarterback, right? Like, you know, he gets a he gets a shot at Grambling, and then Grambling pulls the scholarship because they're like, "Dude, you are associated with the oh. scam school. We can't let you go here." And I get it. If Grambling, like Grambling, can't they can't you know they can't let him be a part of that team? Like, who knows what are your records even legit? Even like, legit, what records right. do you have? You right. know, like what 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 school transcript can I trust? That right. you have even a like you're trying to transfer here to be what to be a student to start as a freshman. Where are right. you in this process, right? So 
you know, I felt bad for a lot of those for for the kids. Like you blaming the kids, uh, well, I feel bad for them. I, I didn't because, feel bad for them, dude. Wait, they how could do. you not feel bad for them? How could you like not feel bad? All right, so for one, so we had kids on there. Like these kids are aware. Some of these, a lot of these kids had already graduated high school. They're not stupid. They know they should not continue to play against high school kids, right? Yes, I do agree there, yes. <laughs> so your old grown behind is still playing against 15, 16, 17-year-olds. You're already out of school. They had one dude that already been out of school for two years, played Duco ball and everything, and he's playing against high school. Like, you know that's wrong. Um, right. So like, to me, like they know that's wrong. They know they, know they weren't going to classes. Like They know they're sitting around playing grab ass all day like they like they this is a bad situation um and you know and, and now it's like everybody's enlightened when the doc comes out but like dude what was this enlightenment during the process like but you see know? that's why i blame the parents because in order to so the football season is from what like let's say you you come on campus to practice start practicing like august, august. Like August and the, the football season, the high school football season ends in November, maybe December if you're in the playoffs. If you're making the playoffs, right? Yeah, yeah. But then they go home. Yeah. No parent is like, "This is weird. You don't have to go back to school." Like right. you, the, the the season is over. You're done. Like this is what I'm saying. This is why I have a problem with the parents. The students. These are kids. Some of them are kids. Most of them are kids, right? right. They're like, I don't have to do any work. I don't have to do anything. I just got to go play football and then I can go go about my business or whatever. Bet. Like, kids are going to be kids. And these, you know, admittedly, they were looking for students, and I use that term loosely, who, <laughs> you know, perhaps struggled for their grades. and Like, they were looking for the most manipulated, the most manipulable kids they could find, right? So they're looking for the ones who ain't going to care as much. But the parents, like, nobody's checking in at all. Like nobody's concerned about paperwork or grades from your kids or anything like that. And like they played legit seasons of football. Right. Like they they had I mean they never had a winning record, but they played legit seasons of football. And that's they what traveled I traveled to games. They they, right. they played like they went in places. Texas. They, yeah, they they and that's what I'm saying. Like nobody checks to see. I mean, I guess when you're a football coach, you're a coach of anything. I've never been like a coach at that level or any level that requires significant paperwork or like genuinely scheduling things out you just like this school is available to play bet they'll come to us and play cool like yeah I, so i could sympathize with them i, I don't think it, had i been in that position that i would like say oh let's google this school and see if it's an actual school like if if someone right. has vouched for them and said and they got high school on their name i would assume they were a high school as well because like you said no one no one ever thinks that this, that this type of scam is happening uh, and that you got a whole uh, 60, 70 guys to participate in this type of scam, too. So if someone said, hey, I represent Joe Blow High School out of Maryland, I'd be like, all right, cool. Uh, here, we'll, we got an open date. We'll play y'all. Like, so I, I imagine not much uh, background check goes to to, to that. Should and this they? One was, like, should, should they, they now that you now that you or if you're so maybe not the actual individual teams, because it looks like. Like what happened with the IMG? Like they had, they went to a person who schedules, who creates schedules. Right? Should that person be checking, or is this such an anomaly? You never really have to think about doing that. Like, or uh, or you go do it now. <laughs> like, yeah, start looking uh, yeah. at the stuff now. So, so yes, yeah, so I think now, now we have to. Uh, now that we've uh, seen, you know, even like laws that weren't in place before need to go in place now. 
Um, so like uh, processes and things that weren't in place before probably need to go in place now. And actually checking to see uh, if this is the actual high school that they are in compliance with whatever state they're in. Like they have some sort of certification, some paperwork. Uh, right. It's probably something that needs to happen. Somebody need to see some birth certificate to make sure these cats ain't 25. You know, uh, but I think all that type of stuff needs to happen now. So someone right. needs to do that work. Probably so, yeah, somebody's music. All right, we're about to take a real quick break here on Dear Culture. We're going to come back. We're going to talk more about BS High, the doc on Max about Roy Johnson and the Bishop Sycamore football scandal that rocked the sports world uh, in 2021. And now, because the doc is back on, we're reliving it all over again. So, stay tuned right here on Dear Culture. We're back here on Dear Culture talking Bishop Sycamore and BS High, the documentary on Max that has everybody talking about the imagination of a scandal. Like how much of a scandal can you personally imagine and turn into? So here's my question. Like I said, I blame all the adults in the room because there were coaches and parents. But what should happen to Roy Johnson and all the coaches? We already know that no laws have been broken. The state of Ohio did a whole 79 page report. And they basically said, this is bad, but he didn't break any laws because there were no laws on the books to cover this thing. Do I still find that even hard? I mean, they got the whole YSL folks in jail on a Rico. They got to be some kind of, uh, hit they got to be some way. There's some way they can get these so folks, but I, I, what should I, happen to them? I thought that the way to get him is usually the way that they get most people in these types of situations where there aren't laws for it. And that's with the money. Tax like, evasion. Tax evasion, uh, right? Yes. That's that's always the way. To, if you receive some money that you did claim, we hit you with the tax evasion. That's usually the number one way to get it. And with these, there was a big claim on there that he uh, coerced these young men to uh, take PPP loans. Now, yes. if somehow they can prove that happened, I think that's the that's the way to go after. It. Like, uh, there's clearly no uh, rules on the books about creating a fake high school and making kids not go to class. But if he's out here. Um, convincing you know 17 18 year old kids to take uh fraudulent ppp loans that that now that's illegal i know uh, and, and if he received yeah. some of those funding and didn't claim those funding you know what i'm saying there got to be some kind of tax type of situation or something i think that's the but only I route they got around it because it's designated as a as a uh a religious school so it's like a non-profit oh, oh so yeah. he got around that whatever money that they took in they got around by through their nonprofit status, I think. Yeah, they did say but something about that's still about... defrauding the government. Like you, like, cause that's the crazy part about this. Like you, people were coerced, allegedly coerced into taking out PPP loans to cover tuition. That means you defrauded the government, right? Like you, people use loan funds from the government to fund an entity that doesn't actually exist. Right. Like that's gotta be, that's gotta be a crime somehow. Yeah. Yeah, I, th I think that's the that's the route that they would have to take to to catch these guys. Uh, someone's got to dig into that and figure out, you know, what what part of that was. I'm 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 100 certain that that's. Uh, what was the most surprising part about this doc to you? Of all the crazy stuff, what was the thing that got you the most? You know, I think one of the stories that really surprised me was like when the kids told the story of him beating a homeless man and them sitting there watching like that really just goes so you know I, and i remember the days of being an 18 year old 19 year old athlete dude 
And I, that's just not the type of thing I would ever participate in or just sit around and watch, dude, like somebody uh, beating up a homeless dude. And, you know, the fact that, that, that his players would sit there and I don't even care if it's my coach. I'd be like, coach, chill out. Like, right. I, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, coach, stop. What are we doing here? But the fact that they would sit around and, and like, watch him do that, it just tells me a lot about the players that were involved here. So maybe I shouldn't be surprised that they did other things. But I think that was all that. The geese story was weird because it really doesn't fit in the, in the doc, mm-hmm. but it was the kind of thing that when the kid tells a story about him running over geese and killing geese, yeah. you got to leave in there because it speaks to Roy's mentality as a human. Right. Because it really doesn't have anything to do with anything. Like It's like, like, how did we even get to this point where the dude is telling a story about him running over geese on the road and then backing up and doing it over again. But right. then he responds to it as like, yeah, I, I did. I killed, I killed, uh, he said, I killed one. One, one geese. But I guess right. if, if you, I guess if you say I killed, you know, there were multiple geese there, then I guess maybe it's more than one. I'm like, this dude really is bonkers. Like he's, you know, like he didn't deny it at all. He was like, yeah, I did it. Yeah. I, I ran over some geese. Yeah. Um, that was the, that was probably the most surprising part of that story, and also just the ability to get away with not paying that many people for that long, just continually bounce around from spot to spot and not pay people. I was a little surprised by that. I was like, how does this not catching up with him? I understood why the investigator from the Ohio State was Ohio High School Athletic Association. He was like, Roy really opened up his mind to what fraud could be. Like before Roy, he didn't understand how much fraud <laughs> was, was possible. <laughs> right. Yeah. So if I love me, that guy. I, I, I wouldn't think that you could continually do this, but apparently you can. Like he's like, yeah, we just gonna go for one hotel here for 30 days, here for 60 days, here for 90 days. We're not gonna pay nobody. <laughs> we're gonna go eat here. We're gonna go do this. Uh, we're not gonna pay nobody. Like we're gonna cut fake checks to this hotel. Like I, it's like, how, how is that even possible? Because, you know, in my mind, people like commit one or two frauds and they get caught there in jail for, for, for 10 years. But think it through. I guess you can get away with it. I mean, I I, I was amazed by that, too. But I was just like, I, I'm like you. Like, I, I just never, I would never think to keep committing that. At some point, you just got to stop. Right. Like, and he only stopped because he got caught, more or less. Like, it, the whole thing fell apart, which... Makes me wonder, do you think everybody was kind of just waiting for the other shoe to drop? Like, everybody knew this this was unsustainable, but it lasted longer than it should have. So they're just like, all right, we're just going to ride this out. But there's no way this is something that's going to be able to last forever. Like, it should have lasted as long as it did. Like, the fact that he had football seasons in 2018, 19, 20, through 21 when they started canceling games, finally after the, the IMG TV debacle. Like, do you think at some point that either, so I think two things are possible. So this is, I guess, is a better question. Like, do you think because it went so long, they were like, well, maybe we'll get away with this, but there got to be somebody on the coaching staff who's like, guys, this is not going to work. We're all going to prison. <laughs> like, we're going to jail at some point. You would think so. If I was on the staff, I'd have been a dude. I'd be like, nah, this doesn't make no sense. We definitely get caught. This is a terrible life. Um, and, you know, I would be scared that I would be associated with it in some kind of way. Like this yeah. all back on me. Like I'm, you know, I'm complicit in this. Like I'm like a participant. I, I don't know the laws. So I ain't even trying to find out like, uh, but I'm not trying to go to jail for none of this. Um, but you know, and even with the players too, like they had negative consequences, you know, he, he's putting their name on the hotel room. So now they got, um, 
eviction on eviction uh, notices and all that the, stuff like, like stuff like that on there on that thing is a dude who who didn't who who act like he didn't realize he had a PPP loan in his name <laughs> like 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 they they're gonna suffer uh you know potential long term consequences for these types of things too man so that's why you just don't participate in stuff like it's not worth and nobody really got the benefit that they set out to get. Uh, from it so it wasn't one of those things where it's like the the ends justify the means because it wasn't even a good idea like you would never it was never going to accomplish what you set out to accomplish so except for roy who somehow believes that he got exactly what he was supposed to have thinking that by his story being out there because he did say like i don't believe him when he was like yeah i mean like 15 other schools have already called to try to play us like bro nobody wants any parts of you bro like it's impossible Nobody. Bro, no one will ever play any school he's ever affiliated with ever again. If any player ever plays on a team that he's affiliated with, I'm talking, he could be the assistant coach or water boy, anything. I, no one's playing him. Like, it's not, it's not happening. That, that he's, he's completely canceled. Which yeah, is I have crazy. sympathy for the kids, but anybody going forward, like, from this moment on, like, I don't know what he's doing right now, but this moment forward, anybody associated with him should be ashamed of themselves. Like, whatever whatever negatively happens to you from here on out is 100% your fault. Like, that, I agree with you 100%. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know he said he wanted to continue to try to, you know, make a new football team or whatever new school. I just don't see that happening. I, I, am, I am certain that will happen. Yeah, I, I, I think the Roy Johnson story... It is legend because, I mean, he's right about that. Like, after this documentary, I mean, everybody I know is watching this documentary. Like, I've I've seen it several times. I've watched it multiple times yeah. since the first time because I was like, I can't believe what I just watched. I need to go watch that again to make sure I'm not tripping. It probably took me four hours to watch the two-hour documentary because I kept rewinding. I was like, did, did that just happen? <laughs> like, did he really just did that? I'm watching it, pausing it, discussing it. I was like, that can't be right. That can't happen. Uh, yeah. It, it, this is definitely going to go down as one of the greatest documentaries of all time, just for what it exposes, right? Like the amount, because it's just hard to believe. Like it's, I even now I still find it difficult to believe that he was able to pull this much stuff off, right. because technically speaking, he got away with it. You know, yeah. he he still is. I don't. I mean, aside from all the civil lawsuits he has, which he can't pay, it right. ain't like he got any money. So I mean, you you know, if three if if there are thirty lawsuits, that's thirty people who are just going to be waiting for their money for a real long time. And he knows this, so he probably doesn't even care. He's just like, whatever, like, my my kid, he probably don't see his children, his wife, his ex-wife or girlfriend, whatever. I mean, they can't have nothing to do with him. <laughs> you know, like, this doc is all the reason they needed in court to revoke his custody. Yeah. Um, I think he definitely has to go down as a legendary scammer just because of the amount of people it takes to pull off this kind of scam, right? You got to have 60 players. You need another 10 to 15 coaches. You know, you got to have... So many people involved in this uh, scam to pull it off, and for him to coordinate it and, and get away with it, he, he's a legendary scam. He is a legend, dude. Like he, as much as I hate to admit it, my man is has done. He's in rare air. Uh, yeah. He's done things that nobody else could do. Like he's when you talk about goats in their respective categories, Roy Johnson got to be one of the goat scammers of 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 all time. How did you feel about his like his complete lack of remorse? That that was also uh, one thing I was surprised of. He he had like no remorse for anything that he he didn't feel bad about. Nothing. Yeah, I mean that just proved to me he's a sociopath, right? Like that just yeah. that just leveled up the narcissism narcissism. But then it just 
it kind of made me scared of this. Like, he's like Suge Knight, you know? Like, he kind of had, like, the end of the doc, the way that his facial expressions were looking real, like, maniacal. Like, he's looking at the camera like, I was like, I don't ever want to see this dude. Like, he seems, like, genuinely insane. Right. Like, whatever's wrong with him is no little thing. And he said it himself. I'm insecure. I'm uh, a- an extremist. And I'm resourceful. He's like, that's a terrible combination. <laughs> like, I got to keep an eye out for those qualities, yeah. people. <laughs> Bro, like those three, those three. You have me. Anybody who uses those three words together is like, you know what? I, I, I got to let I'm you out. go. This ain't gonna, <laughs> this ain't gonna work out. I don't, I don't see this going where you think it's going. Like, I already know what's possible, and I don't need that in my life. Absolutely. Yeah. So, here's my last question. What is the big lesson, the big takeaway we should all get out of this doc? Like, what is the one lesson that everybody needs to 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 take away from this? I think the the main thing that that I took away from it is just like like I said earlier, the lens that people are willing to go to to participate in big time athletics uh, to try to get to college um, athletics to try to get to eventually the NFL. I think, you know, if we put that kind of effort into doing other things in life, uh, these kids put that kind of effort and energy uh, doing other things, you know, they, they could have been successful at other things. Uh, there was a kid on there talking about, oh, I didn't have money to go to uh, college, but he found a way to take out a loan to go to Bishop Sickle. Bro, you could have went to Central State for 2500 a semester, but, you know, when it comes to going to college, you know, we, we don't have the resources then, but when it comes to playing football, we could find the resources. So I, I think just my, my biggest takeaway was like, you know, as a community, we got to stop like um, putting like uh, athleticism on a, like a, a pedestal and stop worshiping. But do you think that's possible? I mean, our society, like we worship athleticism and feats of like that's literally our society is kind of built on that. Right. Like we focus on athletics as a means to make it out of places. But we just kind of all love sports. I mean, there's no. So, we take music out of school. You'll take a music program out of a school way before you get rid of a football team, right? Like you will, because a football team can also make money. It can also, like we view these things as character building and as a means for success. When you say our society, though, are you talking about our community as in the African-American community? No, I'm talking about society in general. Like I'm talking about sports in general. Like this, this documentary, like Momani Jones, who I think is like, perfect in this doc i've never seen anybody who literally said the the most perfect sentence every time he spoke about everything he said but everything was spot on on here but you know he pointed out in this doc like this is who this was going to happen to like this wasn't he didn't view it as a racial thing so much as you were going to do this to black people because black people are who are going to get caught up in this kind of thing because of where he was and all that other stuff but i think just in like american society you know, is a hundred percent sports crazy. Like we worship football. I don't think this would have happened to a group of white kids. I don't think I don't think they would have idolized athletics and big time and being a big time athlete so much that they would do this to themselves, uh, to their futures, uh, just to play big time college sports. I don't think. I, I so don't, why I don't. do you think that we would? And let me let me let me add a little wrinkle to that. You and I are from down south. We are from football, like mania places, right? Like you're the the you went to LSU. You're from Louisiana, where football reigns supreme. I went to high school in Alabama, where football reigns supreme. Like we have 
We come from places where they build multi-million dollar stadiums for the high school teams in places where the college stadiums only have one side for seating, right? Like we, we come from places like that. White people do that stuff too. Like it ain't just a black thing. They're, they're investing in it, but they don't, you've never heard. So I commonly hear, and I, I'm sure I heard it in, in like black people feel like they got two ways to get up out of their situation, right? You know, play, play ball or, or, or rap, right? You don't really hear that from white people. They never like I only had two choices in life: play ball or, or rap. That's or, or true, play, right? So that's because like they understand there are other ways to be, you know, uh, successful adults, successful citizens in your community. Ain't, that a, ain't there like a historic? I mean, that's. I mean, I hate to do this to be cliche about this, but doesn't that kind of just go back to? white supremacy and like the legacy of slavery and you know breaking the chains of psychological oppression and all that kind of stuff like community our communities have been depressed in such a way where those things happen like i i'm with you i know you're this is basically one of those personal accountability combos right where it's like at some point you got to take ownership of the circumstances in which you find yourself but those circumstances were impressed upon a lot of us because I mean that's that's why we have things like black excellence. We exceptionalism in the black community is such a conversation, right? We we turn it into these things because some of us have gotten out of through through our parents or through other people that were invested in us and wanted us to win, or they saw something in us that made them realize I gotta make sure these kids win. Like everybody doesn't get that. Like I, I genuinely do believe that everybody doesn't have the same access to opportunity that you or I had you know you come from a family where everybody's a college grad me too right like you know where we come from those kind of families where including your parents to, to you know on top of that like you know including your parents like you know both of my parents have degrees too like that ain't it's my grandparents had college so yeah so you know you were kind of on a track for that right so if you didn't it would not be because that would be your fault. It would be you. Corey made decisions that placed him in a position to not be his, the best version of himself, or at least give himself an opportunity to be the best version of himself. Right. Everybody don't have that. But so, you know, I, 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 I'm going to disagree with that. Well, I'm not going to say okay. I disagree with that, but what I will say is at, at this point, you know, all the only skill they need is simple observation skills, right? We can see that there are, we can observe that there are people in society who are very successful who don't play basketball and who don't play football and who don't rap, right? And we can see the path they're taking. Right? And all you have to do is follow the blueprint, you know? And, but, you know, a lot of those other paths just aren't glamorized. So people will act like, ah, oh, it's not available to me. It's just as available as this one. The energy you put into this, you could have put into that. That quarterback dude, he said after the uh, football season was over, he went back to Texas and started training and lifting weights every day. Bro, you was two credits short of high school. Go go study every day. Go get them two credits knocked out so you could have qualified for Gremlin uh, when they came a calling, right? But we don't put that kind of he, – he, he got the energy and effort to train and lift weights every day and throw the football, but he don't have the energy to go do his books every day. But so, see, I, this is where I blame parents, right? His mom, again, was the one in the dock, like – talking like was was as guilty as any other anybody any adult in the room for this she she enabled that right and you know let's go ahead and racialize that's a that was a white woman she viewed it the same way she's like my boy's gonna you know we're gonna sports is our way like she's i don't know if she's viewing it stereotypically like 
my son's gonna get gonna gonna make it rich playing sports even though at some point she had to realize that probably wasn't gonna happen but you know she's enabling that dream by not forcing him to go seek out it or at least it didn't even seem like she was encouraging it she let this fool go onto a field with the with the with the helmet he had no business wearing all right right so this is this is the person raising him (laughs) this is the person raising him and providing him support and and encouragement and all that this is what i'm saying like everybody don't have (laughs) good people to help them see the other options and where they could be and i'm not saying that you don't what's the age what's the age where you see for yourself What's the, what's that point? I don't know. I mean, see, so I don't know the answer to that question because let me say this: I don't. It's not like I come from a family full of like college graduates and all that stuff everywhere. In fact, I come from a family that has several NFL players and stuff like that in it, but or you know former NFL players and stuff like that. But my father always stressed education. Like his goal was for me to get to college. Like that's that was his singular goal was for me to get there. And he talked about it relentlessly. So in my mind, that's just what I was going to do. Like it never dawned on me that I was going to do something else. Now, maybe part of that is I wasn't necessarily athletically gifted like that either. Like I didn't view sports as my way out. I was always the smart one. So and my friends also recognized I was the smart ones. I don't know. I've always few I've always felt like I've been lucky in that regard that even in high school, like my friends who all played football or on the back on all the teams were focused on my grades. Right. Like when I did when I got a bad grade, they were concerned, like, boy, what you doing? You I play basketball. He plays football. You get straight A's like I got that kind of encouragement. So I don't know if it's an anomaly or I just got lucky. Like I got blessed to be around people my life, my whole life who were invested in my success and who still are you know but i had that i've had that from a young age to your to your question about what age is that so i don't know at what point these people there are people trying to rap at 50 i mean so, i don't know when you're supposed to give up on your dreams so so this is so this is the thing though right so while we can tell people they could be rappers and ball players at the end of the day most people don't know not no almost very few people know a successful rapper right true Personally. Right, but right. you still see that as a, even though you don't know none, there ain't none in your neighborhood. There might not even be none in your city, depending on. Unless but you less in, of us probably know a successful lawyer and doctor and all true. that other stuff too. Not true. You Dude. think all of us know successful lawyers and doctors? Shit, yeah. Your cousin used one when he got locked up. <laughs> you see them? What the fuck are you talking about? But that was probably yeah. a white lawyer. So again, that's probably <laughs> a white lawyer who viewed who viewed you as less than. And was just trying to take your money, like didn't believe in the case. I'm just look, I, I'm not trying to make excuses entirely, though. I realize that is what I'm doing to some degree. I just think that there you're right. There's a personal accountability angle to this. Right. At some point, you have to realize what you're getting yourself into and then not do that and or try yeah. to do something else. You know, these guys like on the athletics thing is so like. Dude, if you go to certain schools, you might get a scholarship. Dude, nobody from that school is going to the league, right? So right. Like, unless you go to, there's only a handful of schools that really like produce talent like that. You go to certain schools, so nobody's nobody from that school going to the league. So that's not even like a real. I don't. I don't even know how that becomes like a, a real path for people in people's mind. Yeah, I mean, it is interesting how all of those, all of the the kids or the, I mean, a lot of them are like 21 years old now they're grown, but you know, they were talking about just getting to college and I'm like, so you, you probably don't really think you have a shot at the, the NFL, 
but are you viewing college as your stepping stone to a better life? Because that's actually a positive message. If that's the case, if they are looking to get to college because they actually think that's the only way they're going to get there because they don't have money or resources or whatever. And if they get to college, then they can then find a better life for themselves. Like if that's That's, the case, it's actually no. That's always the lie and the bullshit they tell us, right? That's just their excuse, right? That's how they rationalize it. Well, I can't afford college. Bro, let me tell you something. There's one thing in life that you can borrow up to the wazoo in to fund fund, fund your education, right? They they don't give they will let you bury yourself in debt to fund an education. You can go to affordable school. Like I said, in Ohio, I looked up the tuition of Central State, I think it's the black school. Twenty five hundred mm-hmm. yep. a semester, very affordable, <laughs> five grand a year. You can get a degree for like twenty one thousand dollars, right? Um, like, bro, that's the cost of a used Honda Accord. If I got to borrow that to fund <laughs> my future, I'm willing to do it, right? But you know what I'm saying? We'll see these kids. They're like, oh, I can't do that. But then this dude tell you, you need twelve grand to play at a fake high school, and you willing to <laughs> take chances and make PPP loans to have your mama taking out loans, you know, to play yeah. at a fake high school. But you wouldn't take that same chance to go to Central State and get you a degree. Yeah, I mean, you're not, let me be clear. I don't think that you're wrong. I do think that for some people, the dream and the idea of like, it is hard to change your mentality sometimes to think about what could be in other spaces, right? Everybody hasn't seen, if you, even if you've seen it, let's say from afar, to visualize it for yourself. A lot of them can see themselves as football players. That's all they know. That's the one thing that everybody said they were good at or successful at. They can see themselves that way. And maybe it's difficult for those people to give up on that dream because that's the only place they've ever felt positive affirmation or whatever. Yeah, um, I can which see is that. the sad part. Of, it's, po- it's possible that that is true. And that would be sad. And that would probably be why so many of us view a lot of athletics as our way out because that's the only place we've excelled in a lot for a lot of us right like yeah. you excelled in the classroom and athletically right i excel in the classroom i'm good at other things and i've and and people who see that i'm good at those things make sure that i know it and help me get to those other things right and that doesn't seem like they they had that had any of that they had roy johnson one of the greatest scammers of all time as, as somebody they call coach and that, that's actually the lesson that i learned is like don't trust anybody named roy johnson <laughs> that can't um, be a lesson dude <laughs> <right>. <laughs> no but you know like it's just like the the length the, the the type of fraud that is possible like i my mind has been expanded now so now i think everything's on the table there used to be a part of me that was like some things are just impossible now i know that almost anything is impossible if you believe in the scam enough if you have <laughs> enough tenacity to be insecure uh, an extremist and resourceful the scamming world is your oyster hey you know what i know who else is on the mountain with him uh what's this guy uh santos uh the the uh congressman guy who who made up his whole life oh yeah yes i think santos i think that's right yep yeah these guys have let me know that if you believe in it (laughs) you can achieve it well if you believe it you can sell it right (laughs) you can sell it it. if you believe it you can sell it yeah he he reminds me a lot of that guy i see a lot of the similarities with them too man 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 well all right well listen bro i appreciate you joining on joining me for this call about ps high thanks for having Uh, me I think we're going to be talking about this documentary for a really long time in, in, in the community. Uh, Roy Johnson will live in infamy. 
which is not a good place to live. <laughs> so not at all. Shouts out. Appreciate you, bro. And thank you to everybody for listening to Dear Culture, which is an original podcast of the Real Black Podcast Network. It is produced by Sasha Armstrong, edited by Jeff Trudeau, and Regina Griffin is our director of podcasts. Uh, again, my name is Panama Jackson. Thank you for listening. Have a black one. We started this podcast to talk about not just what black writers write about, but how. Well, personally, it's on my bucket list to have one of my books banned. <laughs> I know that's probably bad, but Ooh. I think- Ooh, spicy. They were yelling N-word, go home. And I was looking around for the N-word because I knew it couldn't be me because I was a queen. <laughs> but I'm telling people to quit this mentality of identifying ourselves yeah. by our work, to start to live our lives and to redefine the whole concept of how we work and where we work and why we work in the first place. My biggest strength throughout throughout my career has been having incredible mentors and specifically black women. You know, I've been writing poetry since I was like eight. You know, I've been reading Langston Hughes and James Baldwin and Maya Angelou and so forth and so on since I was like a little kid. Like the banjo was blackly black, right? Mm -hmm. For many, many, African. many years, everybody yes. knew. Cause sometimes I'm just doing some Sam that because <laughs> I just want to do it. An honor to be here. Thank you for doing the work that you're doing. Keep shining bright. And we and, and like you said, we gonna keep writing black. As always, you can find us on the Grio app or wherever you find your podcasts.